Flavor Odyssey is brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars, and Smokin' Cigars, voted number one in selection and customer service. A Flavor Odyssey. And now from Cigar Dojo Studio Lot B, your hosts, Robbie Rass and Randy Griggs. Thank you, Jordan, for the countdown. And welcome, everybody, to another episode of Flavor Odyssey. Oh, boy, I just threw off my whole intro. What's up, Dojo Nation? Welcome to another episode of Flavor Odyssey. I'm your host, Robbie Rass. There's our co-host, the svelte and tiny Randy Griggs, coming to you live from lot B. I'm going to lower my camera just a smoke, Lant. And lot B minus. I lined up my camera to match yours that you wait till we get on air. (laughs) No, we're lined up right now. And I like to see the play-by-play for the folks who are listening on podcasts. They don't get to see. And that's why I said the tiny, svelte, you know, micro Randy. Can we call you micro Randy? I prefer that you didn't. Yeah, that has weird connotations (laughs) to it, doesn't it? Um, I'll tell you what. We talked about this last week, so we're just going to get personal with 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 Randy. He, uh, I, I saw Randy in person yesterday. Yesterday, it was two days ago. Yesterday, for the first time in a long time. And dude, you you're looking good, man. You lost uh, you, you lost a lot of weight. You look like you're ready to to go to the combine and run a really swift forty. Nice, nice. I, li- I like you. You finished strong. I was worried yep. about where you were going with that, but you finished strong. I appreciate that. Well, uh, I yeah, it's the first time I felt like I could probably take you. You know? Oh, you'd be grossly <laughs> mis- mistaken if that's what you think. That's, I, that's not that's, the case. <laughs> let's let's easy there, big fella. Let's just slow, yeah, slow, slow, slow your roll. Really, Eric? Really? A uh, hashtag? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a T-shirt. We could we could make him really really small. <laughs> I, I, well, I would he, buy I would buy a micro Randy T-shirt, and I think a lot of I think 150 percent of you out there would give us a thumbs up if you would buy a micro I, Randy T-shirt. I think we go all out. We make little character, you know, 3D printed dolls, little teensy. Oh Randys. yeah, Wolf God, yeah. get on it. Well, bobbleheads <laughs> yeah, are already a thing, so it'd be perfect with that big head he's got now. He's got oh, the yeah, body, yeah. So just a bobblehead. Wow. Head Randy. wow. Welcome to the show, Scott. Thanks for chiming in. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Randy. <laughs> we have ma- we have macro Robbie and micro Randy. <laughs> he fits in like a little backpack on uh, Robbie's oh. shoulders. We we have that picture from the Shirley Temple episode. Dude, it's perfect. perfect. So Maybe you have like a little pouch. <laughs> You're like a kangaroo. We put Randy. In, Randy goes in the pouch. Boom. Jordan, you have to you have to pull up the if you have access to that photo All that right, image. <laughs> uh, from the Shirley Temple episode, because that's that's on the YouTube channel, but it didn't really get the. I don't think that picture got the love that it deserves because it's I'm fantastic. I'm now taking over the show. Welcome to Wild Card <laughs> episode of Flavor Odyssey. Uh, yeah, this, tonight this we have just a pick on Randy show. Uh, yeah, we're we're back. Micro or yes. micro episode. <laughs> 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 okay, now that that is all out of the way, go ahead and hit that share button. Uh, share this with your friends and family in your feed on Facebook, and then be prepared for the questions of why did you share that with me. Um, we are here. It's a wild card episode. As you can tell, we're playing a little fast and loose today and micro. Um, 
and uh, we're going with we've got some bubbly. We're going to pop some bottles tonight yeah. and uh, and all that good stuff. Randy, other than being micro, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling wonderful. Um, thanks for asking. Thanks for noticing. I, me- I did mention that, uh, that I was um, working on some uh, an effort to lose some weight on, on the last show. It's been very successful, but I but I will let you know. I also go to the gym a lot. So so while I look smaller to you, I'm I'm actually much more strong than you've ever known me to be in the past. So um, tread lightly. That's that, that's, and, that's how I'm doing. Tread lightly, bro. Quicker, man. It's like you just quicker you got that speed back up it's uh you know sometimes like you, you got the guy like you, you lose a little bat speed and then you, sometimes you get a little too bulked up yeah. there it is look oh at that. boy look at that that's wow. a beautiful the shirley temple episode if you're listening on podcast it's a fantastic photo of me and uh micro randy <laughs> can we really can we make that a t-shirt please because yeah. i, I be want amazing. Uh, i want that <laughs> Um, Actually, I like the typography that you use. There. I, I'm it's pretty fantastic. proud of that image. It's pretty good. Yeah, we should, no, we, that... should, uh, we should we should make much more use of that uh, than we do. In fact, send that to me, and I will make it uh, the wallpaper or whatever on my Facebook page. It's going to be on my my Dojo Verse page. All that stuff, because that's just br- brilliant and beautiful. Uh, Eric and Jordan, we've already introduced you guys, so we can just move on. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Go okay. ahead. Perfect. Perfect. So. Uh, <laughs> We are good to going. See you boys. Yeah, good to see you guys. Good to see you guys. Yeah, we're, we're smoking here. some cigars. Here we are. Yeah, smoking we can cigars talk about and pairing or what we're doing here. <laughs> you know, we're like we need to open. Let's open these bad boys because I want to start okay. drinking. Yeah, let's uh, let's start popping some bottles. So tonight is the champagne episode. Uh, as you can see, I'm going. Well, as maybe you can or can't, but let's uh, let's let's crack these. Let's get the cork really in the cage. Did go with the Kirkland. I thought that was a joke. Have you ever had this? Uh, no, have you ever had this? Uh, probably. Robbie, are you gonna bruise your champagne or what? Well, I, Randy, I, you are the, the sommelier, so you should know this better than me. Yes, but yes. Actually, popping the bottle and getting that exciting sound is actually bad for the wine. You're not supposed to open it that way. That sounds made up. Well, no, 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 that's correct. So, so I, I didn't, you know, tell you guys. A lot of times with wild cards, we do just kind of. Uh, take a little bit more relaxed approach. You know, we have we have these great, uh, you know, uh, segments where we really try and get into the uh, in in into uh, some information. We usually go a little bit lighter on the wild cards, but I'm a big champagne fan. I'm a big fan of wine. Uh, I I've, I've studied wine. I've been to Champagne in France, and and, uh, and so I have I have a few things I do want to say. And, and and yes, absolutely, Rob, um, uh, opening it like that is going to degas. Your wine, the whole idea of a champagne or a sparkling wine uh, for any champagne made outside of the Champagne region of France. Um, and the effervescence is a major, major factor of what this beverage is all about. And so by degassing it like that, um, it, it makes for uh, a fun sound and a fun look and everything. Um, and as I, s- I told the guys before the show, I do kind of wish I had unpacked my saber. As many of you know that uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I I moved recently, and uh, oh, so, okay. so so Chad, it's not actually a sword that you would open a champagne bottle with. It's a champagne <laughs> saber, uh, which is a short sword uh, made from. Uh, they, they hail from Italy is the original origin of the saber. Um, and man, does it make for one heck of a display! But uh, but no, I, I I'm gonna use the more traditional method, you know. If go yeah, let's, uh, go let's look up these bottles. Boys. Have you guys ever seen the slow mo guys on YouTube? 
They just do. They just do everything in like super, super, super slow mo. They do. They open up champagne with the sabers in like the slowest mo you can get. It's really cool. Wow, slow mo guys, huh? I'm gonna have to check that out. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Oh, Rand, Robbie already did his. Jeez. Yeah, Nick, we're Jeez. already we're already open. You guys. Yeah, you just. The, the idea of... Uh, we were supposed of, to go over this, like, nice and cautiously. Look at Sensei. <laughs> well, I, I did. You just kind of, instead of, you know, like, pushing the, pushing it up with your thumbs and letting it like that, yeah, that's the wrong oh, way to go. Okay. Twist. Twist? <clears throat> oh, is Twist it. This is a tight one. Yeah, sometimes they don't want to come Oh! Look at that. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Yeah. But we heard yours. I didn't hear the other guys. That's because I really did it. They all opened Yeah, theirs is already open. I'm on my second bottle, actually, yeah. <laughs> which would explain our intro. But uh, cheers, boys. Happy New Year. Happy New still, Year. Happy I guess New we Year. Can still say Happy well, New Year. Well, you got kind of a I, flute I was gonna say, there. So you did bury the lead a little bit. So the the decision to do the wild card boys. with champagne was because we are only a few weeks after the New Year. We thought it'd be a a, a nice uh, kind of tie back to you know new beginnings and and the celebratory. Uh, nature of uh, of New Year's, and you know we're just a couple weeks behind on this episode. So, uh, yeah, salut. Is that why we're doing this? All right. Yeah, yeah, that was the yeah, that was that was the plan. Uh, oh, look at that glass that Robbie's got. It's so bougie. Yeah. I oh, love yeah. it. It's almost like a flute. Yeah. yeah. It's a little. Uh, it's got the little skeleton hand holding it up there. Awesome. Love it. All right, so. Uh, we are doing some pairings. You know, we we keep forgetting to like the whole concept behind this whole season four is uh, is that it's challenge episodes. We 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 are in competition here. Uh, so if we can get to our our cigar pairings, Robbie. Yeah, uh, we can. I, and I will. I have no idea, Randy, what you are smoking, but since it is a challenge episode, I am going to assume that it's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, kind of what well, uh, this season has amounted to. <laughs> yeah, yours was more expensive than mine, so that's what I that, um, that gets my vote. But that seems to be uh, when when Randy feels um, threatened, he goes to the he goes to the wallet and uh, he got a more expensive bottle of champagne, I'm sure, because mine only cost twenty bucks. And uh, I'm I'm guessing we're looking at a mid twenties price point, uh, maybe low twenty price point on the cigar that you're smoking. I have no idea what it is. Oh. Right. Um, so, uh, for those that didn't tune into your live, what are you smoking? Since you called oh. it early before, of course, I, I, I said, <clears throat> "Hey, it's New Year's. We do should do champagne." And Robbie's like, "I'm smoking this." Yeah, like, it's, it didn't even. Well, it, it just so happened this was right after you screwed us on the uh, the gin and tonic episode. So um, I, I did not feel guilty uh, about that at all. Actually, it was just before, but I knew you were going to do it anyway. Um, so. <laughs> As, as I mentioned on the live, which 150% of you uh, watch, except for Randy, uh, I am drinking a, it's really hard to see, isn't it? Uh, Kirkland Brute Champagne from our good friends at Costco. Um, and this is, as Ra Randy will get into, I'm sure, the difference between champagne and sparkling wine. This is actually a, a product of France. Uh, does come from, I could tell you where it comes from, but we'll look at that later. Oh, it's, in, it's from, oh, how do you say that? Verzenay, 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 V-E-R-Z-E-N-A-Y. Randy, you lived out there for a while. What does that mean? Uh, it is one of the five uh, regions of the uh, Champagne um, territory, if you will. Oh. So we're uh, so we're legit then. That is a legitimate Champagne that you're drinking, and you are smoking a. I am smoking none other than you know, 
this might actually just be my just straight up favorite cigar on the market. And you can't see it because it's too bright in the background. I'm smoking the Epernay uh, 10th anniversary from our good friends oh, at you Illusione. Yeah, I was. Uh, here you go, Dana. Have a, a glass of champagne. Cheers. Um, in uh, uh, opposite fashion. Pardon me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm supplying. I'm supplying my wife with a drink tonight. Normally, nice. she's the one who's uh, getting it drinks for me. It is quite opposite. Um, but yeah, going with the 10th anniversary um, uh, Epernay from Illusione, six by fifty. Wow, Toro. That word escaped my mind. Um, and that's yeah, that's what I'm uh, that's what I'm going with, Randy. That's the basics. We'll get into the blend and everything here in a minute. Yep. What expensive, ultra premium cigar are you smoking? Well, so I. I, you know, you going with a champagne, I actually uh, am going to be drinking a California uh, Brute Sparkling Wine, Chandon. Talk a little bit about that in a, in a bit. And I am pairing that with none other than the Ashton Estate Sun Grown 22-year, uh, which is the Bellicoso. Um, this is uh, uh, an absolutely phenomenal stick. You were dead balls on accurate about the price point and, and what i would do to uh to win this episode um and uh th- this actual specific cigar came from our good friend kevin a cuff hall of famer um that uh his beautiful wife barb and the dojo family bought him a box of for his uh his birthday last year and so uh thought i'd i'd uh, smoke this one and I'm gonna basically crush you on this uh, pairing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fantastic. I, I hope that you do, because that would mean that your pairing is fantastic. Because I, I know mine's gonna be great. Because I've done this a bunch of times. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm mailing it in this week. It's just it was a layup. And uh, Eric, I, I if you stuck with what you said you were gonna smoke during the live, I, I really like your choice. So I'm curious how that's gonna work out. But uh, what are you guys smoking? So I and drinking. Well, we are drinking the San. Venanzio. Um, I don't think this is an actual champagne. Uh, Randy can get into why it isn't, uh, but it doesn't matter because we also said sparkling wine. Now, this is not a cheapy bottle either, um, but it came highly recommended to me at uh, our favorite liquor store, Mile High. And so um, that's what Jordan and I will be drinking. I am smoking none other than an $8 uh Perdomo 10th anniversary champagne. Hello. I mean, that's a layup. I mean, come on. Come on, you know. I didn't want to overthink it. I didn't want to overthink it. I had a lot to do today. So I was like, hey, you know what? I'm just going to go with the obvious pick and we're going to see how it goes because champagne is a, I would say, a bit of a tricky pairing. Jordan, what did you decide to go with? Uh, I, I don't know if it was, I think it was last week. I happened to mention the cigar on the show and maybe it just stuck in my mind. I couldn't get over it, but I'm going to Avo Elio Fine. Oh God. Our oh, previous, nice. uh, 2018 number one limited edition cigar of the year. That is a fantastic cigar. It is beautiful. Indeed. It is indeed. beautiful. And, and Avo took another spot on this year's top 10 list, yeah, which we yeah. are now in day three of the releases. Hey. Uh, yeah. Yep, very exciting. I've been following along. Caribe. Uh, Caribe. Well, well, Number seven. It, it, it's kind of wild, you know, a sneak peek behind the curtain for all the audience members out there. While Robbie and I are both um, voting members of the top ten and, and year-end uh, uh, award lists, 
for some reason, Jordan actually keeps it a secret from us as well. So we, we find out uh, day by day. Don't, that's, you, think, don't that, you think that's more fun? That's intentional. I mean, um, yeah, that's fun. Even oh, I, I agree. I, I, so what I'm saying is like it's it's fun. I get the big reveal. You know, I I probably have a little closer, uh, uh, you know, guess at what's going to be on there as a voting member. But it is still like I check in every morning onto the website <laughs> to see what what the next two releases. Yeah, are. I don't let uh, I I send a spreadsheet out to each. There's nine voters this year. I think it's the most we've ever had. But I I send out a separate spreadsheet. It's not a shared spreadsheet, so everybody just gets their vote. They don't know what everybody else voted. And uh, I think it's more fun. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm, I'm having a blast. Actually, I think last year I was really irritated uh, <laughs> about the process. And this year it's just like, you know what? I wake up in the morning and I check. And it's it's a lot of fun. I, I'm, I'm I might have contributed. I, I think I contributed to that. Now, Randy, if, <laughs> if you lived here and you were in the studio, even, even Scotty Braband doesn't 100% know. And he's literally here in the in the confines, uh, Scotty, you get to kind of know. You see, you see the arguments going down, but you don't 100% know what's going to happen. No, that's the beauty of it. It's just I've got a nice cons- concept of what's going to happen, <laughs> but it's fun to get up every day, and it's like, oh, it's mid-morning. I better check and see what's happening <laughs> on the list and how those actually all panned out. So it's yeah, fun. Exactly. It's fun. Who won the argument is the uh, is the fun part to figure out. But uh, yeah, no, that's exciting. And and yeah, Brady, that's actually a really good point because I do find myself uh, checking and looking back and like, okay, that's that was about where I put that one on my list. So that makes me feel like pretty good. We were all kind of in lockstep on that particular blend. Uh, There's a couple that have uh, popped in the top ten list that I haven't even smoked yet. You know, I I, so I I mean, obviously I didn't vote for them, but. the the two that were announced, uh, well, they are announced today. The the Monte CLE Cristo and the and the CLE. I haven't smoked either one of those. Both oh, are that, amazing that cigars. Cristo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that Monte Cristo released at uh, at TPE earlier in the year, and uh, that w- that was a pretty fun one because we all uh, the three of us, um, Robbie, you weren't able to to make it on that trip, but uh, we were all invited back by by Mr. Rafael Nodal himself uh, back to the like private release party. Uh, for that cigar, so that was really fun to see that uh, pop into the list this morning. Agreed, yeah, exceptional cigar. The, it, he's doing a really tremendous job with that brand uh, over the last eighteen the, months. Especially the last couple of years, a lot, a few of the cigars that made in the list are uh, the first time I smoked them were when we did our our blind shows that we, you know, Emmett comes over and he gives us some oh, yeah. blind cigars. Yeah. And we give him some, some blind cigars, and that that first impression, blind. Uh, at, there's been two or three cigars that were good enough to where it was like, oh, okay, and yeah. they ended up making the list. You know, that's the, how we all got ahead of the curve on Encore. Is right, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, yeah, yeah, it was on pledge. No, pledge, 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 the pledge. That, that's it. Yeah, that was a a first impressions, and I just saw your face on that one. I was just an audience member watching the show, and I remember <laughs> you went ballistic on, in, in the first half inch of that. <laughs> I, I I bought two boxes before anyone even like knew that that cigar was like around yet, and that was a good move, right? Yeah, now yeah, yeah, you know what's cool, uh, Robbie Randy is, we 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 try not to like overthink this. Like our goal with this top ten list is, we we're not looking to be like Sports Illustrated, like awarding a horse for like the athlete of the year or anything. We and freaking people out. We we want to just pick the absolute best cigars that a guy can go to his local shop and purchase without you know a lot of effort 
that's the goal because I know, Randy, especially this applies to you, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but when you get into cigars, you, you do look at the lists. I, I'm not saying the, the lists are the end-all, be-all. They're not. But you do look at the lists when you're getting into cigars and you're starting to get excited about the hobby. And when you get these lists, you want to be able to just go get them. Like, you want to be able to yeah. try them and see, like, hey, like, the, this was the number two or the number three or number four cigar. Like, I want to go get it. And if you if you can't get it, if it's Cuban or if it's, like, some crazy limited thing that's impossible to get, kind of takes some of the fun out of it. These picks that we, we hope to make, this is, like, I wouldn't say Joe Sixpack anymore because some of the prices are, are a little higher. But it is cigars that you can just go get, right, Randy? And, and smoke yeah. and see what you think. No, I, I, I totally agree. And, and, you know, something for me, because, you know, I, I've, I've told the story so many times about how, you know, I, I only started smoking what, five years ago now. And, uh, and, 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 and I had, and I did it by myself. No one introduced me to, to the, uh, to the hobby. I live in California, 45 miles from my nearest brick and mortar. And even if I was willing to drive that far to smoke a cigar, they'd charge me, yeah, yeah, you know, 150 percent more than than what uh, you know most of the rest of the country pays for those cigars. So, um, so, but those lists really were like a driving force to to find things. And what I've learned now, in my opinion, and you know, stay out of my DMs or whatever. But uh, but, <laughs> but but my my own opinion is, you know, now there's these agendas that that are, are being played out through those lists in a lot of ways, whether they're they're uh, trying to accomplish something else. And so I really love. Uh, being part of, of this especially but i love what dojo does with the list that is exactly like you said it's like we smoked all the cigars that came out this year and these are the ones that we thought were exceptional and that like this is a good list anything on this list of 10 you're going to be really really pleased with um and you know so many different lists you know like you said in, include things Things that are unobtainable. I love that limited is, is a separate thing because when you just look at the top 10 and, and there's no fillers either. Again, it's, it's the smallest list in the industry I've ever seen, um, uh, only being 10 cigars. So, so you're not, you know, number, you know, 28, 29, right, 30. Right, it's right. like, we're, we're, I mean, how many cigars were even released? Like, like did, did that really even deserve a mention? Um, and not to pick on Coop with his uh, 30 list, but, but, you know, anything, uh, you, you know, once you get o over 10, it's just like, you, you know, you're, you're slotting them in different ways. I think 10 is very competitive. It's, it's a, it's a high honor in my opinion. And, uh, I save up because I end up spending so damn much money at this time of year <laughs> as I go and I seek out boxes of everything on, uh, on the cigar dojo list myself. So, Hey, uh, Robbie real quick and I'll let you guys wrap and stuff, but I got to say, of all the episodes that we've done this year, now Jordan just put up the vote uh, for you guys to start voting now what you think of what Robbie and Randy picked. But And Jordan, I'll see if you agree with this too. I think this is the trick, the hardest pick that I would have to make between the two of you because I think, Robbie, you have both picked a really, really good cigar to pair with yeah. champagne. This is going to be... A very, very tough vote. Apparently, it's not the toughest for the audience. Well, let's say just that. don't <laughs> say anything yet. But, but uh, Robbie, uh, just based on your Epernay and Randy's Ashton, those that seems to me, Robbie, like a really tough pick. I agree. I think uh, it wouldn't surprise. Apparently, it's it's not going to happen this way. But it wouldn't surprise me if we were real close to like fifty-two, forty-eight. Um, 
I already the, know what that means. You guys, you guys are ch- childish. That's what this is. It's just the audience is being childish. They're still trying to punish me for the cucumber. How do you, <laughs> why do you assume that you're losing? I, I well, it, it's funny because I just assumed I assumed that I was losing. I think it's it's interesting though. I think we both have, uh, I think we both picked really good cigars to pair with champagne. Uh, Randy, I applaud your choice. By the way, that's a fantastic cigar, um, and that was really cool of of, uh, of Hall of Famer. Kevin Acuff to uh, to bring some of those and share them with us. He he brought yeah. one for the whole crew, and I, I have mine as well. I haven't smoked mine yet, but I it's, uh, I'd never really thought about pairing that. Per- I haven't smoked that cigar in such a long time, but to pair because it's it is kind of expensive, but to pair that with champagne to me is a, a fantastic choice because of the the flavor profile. And I'll let yeah. you get into that here when you yeah. start talking about it. Uh, for me, I think I, I I'm on a, a, a bit more of a, a, a approachable level. This isn't a, an expensive cigar. Uh, 10 bucks a stick, give or take. Um, I think, uh, and my bottle of champagne, my, my combo probably costs about as much as your cigar, <laughs> which is, yeah. you know, it's that, whatever that, whatever that is, is what it is. That's, I don't think that's a positive or a negative. It just, sure. we we're on different ends of the spectrum. And I, I, I know that you're poo pooing this, uh, this Kirkland champagne. So I, I did do a little bit of research beforehand. It's very highly rated. Uh, for uh, and I don't know if the, I imagine the price point uh, comes into play because, you know, for twenty bucks, <clears throat> that's about as cheap as you're going to find something that's not a prosecco or something like that. Right, right. Um, you know, for a brew, especially for a champagne, actually from uh, from the the champagne region. Yeah. Um, and I had never really had it. My wife and I picked up a bottle. This must have been three or four years ago, I guess, from Costco, just kind of on a whim. Uh, we get the prosecco a lot because it's eight bucks a bottle and uh you know how i like my aperol spritzes and so that's i can crack open a bottle of that prosecco and yep. and really just polish it off myself really if we're gonna pull the per- curtain all the way back uh <laughs> but we did uh, we picked up a bottle of this brute champagne and we were both really really surprised now if i put it next to a bottle of schramsberg which is one of my favorites or a bottle of vouv uh, is it going to match up no uh probably not but it's all things considered, it's pretty damn good. And maybe the it does match up a little bit better than I think. I haven't done a side-by-side before. No. But it does have, um, <clears throat> they talk about kind of a, a citrusy, a bit of a, a citrusy, peach, uh, orange peel uh, type of situation on the flavor profile. To me, it's just, for me, the, the, the yeast is really kind of the driving factor, that yeasty flavor of uh of the champagne is what at least i call it yeasty maybe it's something else and I'll, we'll we'll learn that i'm sure from you here randy in a moment uh, but that's really the driving force for me and, and i i'm more of a brute guy i like the dry aspect of it um and what's the one that's a bit sweeter not prosecco but the 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 other isn't there another designation besides brute i mean i mean there's semi sec uh, oh. There's brute and there's extra dry typically, and then you get into rosé. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can get into something with with the Riesling grape varietal that drives a little more sweetness. Yeah, that's all, probably all, what I'm thinking of. Whatever. Yeah, that, is. that that also has more of kind of this uh, uh, richness and almost funk to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so so it re- really takes on a different um, kind of characteristic. And and I certainly I well well of course I like to poke fun at you. I certainly don't scoff at anything with uh, by the Kirkland brand. All you have to do is go back to. Uh, uh, I guess um, last segment our pre-made uh, yeah. margarita mix, uh, and and I, I spoke you know about how much I believe Costco is doing such a great job in sourcing uh, with the Kirkland brand. Um, I'm, I'm I'm a shareholder. I mean, come on, come on. Uh, 
reminds me of, uh, of something as well. Tonight's 110th episode of Flavor Odyssey and the Champagne Wild Card is brought to you by our great friends at Drew Estate. Drew Estate has supported the efforts of Flavor Odyssey since our first season here at Cigar Dojo Studios. Now, in season four, the dynamic duo of Robbie Raz and Randy Griggs continue to journey through pairings that will not only excite, but delight our audience's sensations. We would like to send a big thank you and a happy new year to Drew Estate and all of their continued support. Another special thank you goes to Smokin' and Abe DeBabna himself as the sponsor of all the cigars smoked here on Flavor Odyssey. Go and check out any one of their over 600 world-class brands carried at their 11 brick-and-mortar locations or find them online at smokein.com and do so tonight for the special release of Sarsaparilla Diet. Diet Sarsaparilla with the Cigar Dojo <laughs> collaboration. Nice. A- what, wait, Abraham what, Griggs. What is with the, the hat? Drama. Where did the hat come from? <laughs> <laughs> I that's, love that's high it. High fashion, boys. High fashion. Well, well, I figured we were drinking champagne. I own a top hat. How many? How many <laughs> gallons is that hat? <laughs> Pilgrim, Gary. Pilgrim. It's 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 my. I, I don't have the coattails, but but you know, I mean, I could literally have tea with the queen uh, just before a little champagne rendezvous. <laughs> Get a lot of chances in life to wear a top hat. I figured we were doing a champagne episode. That's <laughs> a good point. I like that, it. That hat is tall enough that you could actually have a monkey underneath it sitting on your head. I hope you do. God, God. that would wouldn't that be sweet? It would, would be, be really, really, really no cool. mistake. There and, is a monkey underneath it. Thank you, Scott Brayman. Hey, Randy, I have a uh, champagne question for you. Oh, yes. Um, so, you know, you can drink, uh, you know, wh- white wine. I don't drink a lot of white wine. I normally drink red wine. I normally drink Zinfandels. But I do drink some white wines, uh, Pinot Grigio and whatnot, Chardonnay a little bit here and there. But there is okay. this, there is this, with champagne, there is this sort of, I, I don't want to say bile kind of flavor. And okay. maybe, maybe Robbie said it in the funkiness. Um, what, so what is it about champagne that brings that odd sort of some some people would say it's off-putting because but i kind of like it if it's a good champagne what is it in champagne that's different than white wine well i'm really glad you that was a perfect setup because what i'd like to do in talking a little bit about champagne is kind of dismiss some of the um some of the lore and and uh kind of um, theories behind it because you hear a lot of things you, you you know and 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 i'll get right back to that bio uh, like question here in a minute. Let's, um, let's let's not speak of bile. No, uh, no, but can you do me a favor before you start talking about champagne? Yeah. Can you put the top hat back on? <laughs> uh, I, I, I I feel like it's it's the right hat for this venue, and I just respect you a little bit more when you're wearing it, well, and I th- you well. just seem a bit more believable. Uh, you know, it's there. There you go. That's, there it is. Okay. okay. So, it, it is. It is a little bit pilgrimy, though. I, like I feel like <laughs> about to have Thanksgiving dinner. 
So, okay, so, anyway, when, it comes, so when it comes to champagne, um, first and foremost, uh, something that a lot of people don't realize, there's only a few different varietals of, of grape, um, of wine grapes that are uh, reasonable or, or uh, primarily used in champagne. And number one is Chardonnay. Um, so by all intents and purposes, for all intents and purposes, it, it, it is primarily just champagne or just Chardonnay. Um, you will get uh, a couple different variations of that. You, you'll also see Pinot Noir and Pinot Meilleur um, um, used in in combination with Chardonnay. But Chardonnay is basically always the like the base. Um, now, now I said Pinot Noir. As you guys know, Pinot Noir is is a, a wine that we always recognize as a red wine, um, and most champagne, unless otherwise noted, is going to be completely void of of any red color. And so, uh, so, and, and, you know, white Zinfandel is the most classically known white version of a varietal that we typically know is, is red. And so the redness comes from a maceration and fermentation on the grape skins themselves. The fruit of all wine grapes, regardless of it looking red or white on the outside, the fruit is always white. The juice is always white. It's only when it's fermented under, um, uh, in the, the skins themselves and through the fermentation process, it actually leaches the, the color as well as the tannins that red wines are so well known for out of the skins through time. So if you take red wine grapes, you crush them, you press the juice, it comes out perfectly clear. Uh, but you do get a, a depth of flavor from those w red grapes. Um, that, that you're not typically going to find in, in Chardonnay, which is what it gives um, uh, more richness to uh, to the um, champagnes than, than you usually find in white wine. Then <clears throat> the the effervescence is really the biggest piece of what makes this different than a white wine. The reason I would guess now I wouldn't use the term by all myself, but but what I would go to is is where this really differentiates itself in flavor aside from the effervescence is the acidity that carbonation brings. The gas of carbonation itself has carbonic acid in it, and which is what makes it very bright, sharp, acidic. Uh, that that acid quality very much could drive your mind, you know, to, to where you're taking it there combined with, depending on the, the, um, the percentages of the different, uh, grape varietals. Again, uh, you know, some, some of the grape varietals that can be used can be very, very funky, almost to have like a, a sweaty kind of, uh, uh, character to it. So that richness combined with kind of a sweaty funk combined with the acidity, I think that's what you're, you're narrowing in on there, Eric. But um, but but I, you know, one of the, my favorite things to, to oh, I've always heard. You know, I, I worked in a wine shop for many years. I worked, you know, I did live abroad and and, and uh, studied wine in France. And it's so common that people say, "Oh, I like wine," but you know, champagne gives me a hangover. Um, and. And it almost breaks my heart to have to tell them, like, it's just white wine that's, that's carbonated. Like, there, there's, there's no, like, scientific, you know, support for what you're saying. Like, that, that almost doesn't make sense other than um, people that are sensitive to sulfites. You know, the sulfite levels may be slightly higher uh, sometimes in, in champagne than in regular uh, white wines because of the length of time it takes uh, to put it through the traditional method. And so 
Um, the traditional method is what you'll see written on uh, on sparkling wines. On actual champagne, you'll often see uh, technique champenoise um, or method <laughs> champenoise, which is <laughs> very nice, very nice. Guy. Um, which is uh, which is a three-year well, it's it's really anywhere from one to three-year aging process that to get the um, the effervescence and the carbonation into the wine what they'll do when the wine is finally um, finished fermenting and it's added to bottles they'll add a little bit of sugar and add a little bit of yeast to create a natural fermentation that uh as, that as we've talked about many times fermentation uh creates uh both ethanol uh as well as carbon dioxide and flavor and aroma compounds um but because they they uh <laughs> okay, the, fire, the comments are on fire today. You guys are just on fire. Uh, Keep going. Chim Chimini, Chim Chimini, Micro Randy comment was amazing. Uh, so, I don't remember who said that. That was, so I think it was Scott. But was, amazing. Uh, actually, what, what they do is they, they store the bottle at an angle. They, they, add, they add sugar and yeast, and then they store it at an angle like so. And every couple weeks or months they come through and they just continuously spin the bottle what ends up happening is that secondary fermentation process that creates the the uh, carbonation the yeast ends up settling down here on the bottom or really at the top of the bottle and so then they come through after a year to three years and they pop the top off so originally that's why champagne bottles are built the way they are is You'll, you'll notice a crown cap will fit on this, like a beer cap will fit on this. So they actually cap it with a beer cap. They spin it for years. The, the yeast sediment settles in. They pop it off, and that yeast um, plug goes shooting out, and it leaves a little bit of head at the top of the, uh, at the, top of the, the liquid level, and they'll add a little bit of finished wine to it to, to end up finishing and filling the bottle. Hmm. And so, so that's what, what like the classic uh, message champois is, um, champenoise. The, um, the region of Champagne actually sued for many, many years. It was all just called Champagne. Champagne actually like sued for a global trademark on the term, uh, forcing everybody to uh, pivot into a more generic term, um, which is where sparkling wine comes from. As, as uh, Robbie pointed out, um, the... Uh, um, the, the, the word brute is just French for dry as when we talk in, um, in beverages, uh, dry is, um, is devoid uh, of sweet. It's the opposite of sweet. And so, um, but it's funny because they finish it with a little bit of wine, you end up with a very, very aromatic and fruit forward wine more so than a lot of other wines. And so it comes off, you get these big fruity aromatics that, actually drive a lot of people to like kind of think of sweetness because you think of fruit, you think of sweet. And so it's kind of ironic because I've heard a lot of people um, refer to champagne as smooth or sweet, which are both like so counterintuitive and it is, uh, as it's actually very acidic and, and dry, um, which is like the opposite of smooth and sweet. So, um, so anybody out there listening, uh, you, you shouldn't claim that it gives you a headache when no other wines do it's chardonnay for all intents and purposes it's not you know chemically different in any way um and 
and smooth and sweet are are the opposite of what most champagne is. But again, very aromatic, very fruit forward. I get a lot of pear, a lot of green apple. Um, I'll just kind of spin that if you don't mind, Rob. I know I'm I'm taking a lot of time here, but uh, I'll just spin that a little bit into my pairing. Um, again, wanting wanting to find something. I'm getting peach notes uh, from this as, as well. Very very fruit forward, kind of juicy. Um, and what I get from the Ashton ES. V is, uh, I'm sorry, the ESG is the, um, is not only a, a woody and nutty character, but I've always got this very distinctive um, sesame seed, kind of oily, rich, but very, very uh, lightly rich. Like, you know, we, we talk about nuts a lot in, in, um, in the flavor profile of cigars, and I feel like um, almond um, is slightly below cashew, and I would say like just below that is like, it, it, it's the sesame seed kind of oily characteristic that I get from this cigar um, is is something that I thought was going to go really well. Also has the, these nice bready um, kind of toasted notes. Um, so I, I thought that that kind of lightly um, intense uh, richness was going to be this really nice counter um, uh, experience against the bright, acidic, juicy um, fruit forward and aromatic champagne. So that's that's kind of what I was trying to accomplish with with this pairing. I want to commend you, Randy, first on your knowledge because I mean, we give you a hard and we, you've gotten a, a pretty hard time tonight. And I I, <laughs> I actually feel kind of bad now. Um, <clears throat> but this is what happens when you make us drink cucumber crap. <laughs> um, so I just have to remind myself that he made you drink the cucumber thing. So okay, I don't feel that bad. Uh, but. <laughs> For for you, Jordan is on fire with the comments. The comments are on fire. They are just on fire. And Jordan has been popping those things up. And Randy, you powered through. I tried to interrupt you, and you just kept going. It was uh, like I don't know. It was impressive because there's you really do you really do know your stuff, which is I think which makes this show great because I don't know a damn thing, but you really know uh, when it comes to beverages. I, I feel like I could throw any beverage at you. Well. Uh, I mean, not physically, but like the idea of one and then, well, maybe physically too, but you will be able to tell me something about it. Um, and, uh, your, your knowledge of champagne is pretty deep and it's funny. You talked about the grapes. I'm looking at the back of this, uh, this Kirkland bottle and it's made from a Pinot, which is it? How do you say that one? M E U N I E R Munier. Munier. Yeah. Munier. Uh, Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. Those are the three grapes that you mentioned. Those are the three grapes that happen to be in this one particular. Um, so yeah, thank you for giving us the rundown on Champagne. I didn't realize that they uh, they capped it with. I know you can cap it with a beer cap. I've seen some bottles like this um, that even get to market that way uh, with a beer cap on them. Not that that yeast plug you talked about. That sounds gross. But um, there there were a lot of gross things you said. Macerate doesn't sound good. Uh, we talked about bile. Uh, there was something else in there that didn't sound very, very savory, but uh, yeast plug, I think, takes the cake because that's real gross. Um, but no, you see, it tends to be for me that I've seen in the market uh, in bottles like this in champagne bottles, they're uh, uh, like a, 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 a cider, like a mm. an, uh, yeah, like a carbonated cider. Um, but so since we're getting into the, the pairings here again, I'm drinking the Kirkland Brut. 
uh, from our good friends at Costco and smoking the Epernay uh, from uh, Illusione. Epernay, obviously, Randy, is one of the Champagne regions. Uh, that's what the cigar is named after. Uh, it's, you know, I, after doing a little bit of research, there's this whole idea that, yeah, it was blended to, uh, to pair with Champagne. Um, I find it really difficult to see any quotes from Dion, like, confirming that. Um, I think it's it's a bit more. I mean, it's got something to do with it, obviously, but I think he's. It's a bit more talking about the elegance of the blend. Is after you know reading a bit more about it. Uh, however, there are some really interesting notes in this particular cigar that uh, I felt aligned pretty well with this uh, this Kirkland. There is there's a definite gingerbread vibe, and I'm. I have always gotten that flavor from this particular cigar, and it happens to be if you pull up uh, um, <clears throat> the uh, Cigar Aficionado, the Epernay 10th Anniversary Diacosta, or Diosta. There's no there's no C in there, so I don't know where Costa came from. <laughs> uh, Diosta, uh, that was, in 2019, was the number seven cigar of the year, and they referenced the gingerbread flavor. And it's to me, that's, that's kind of the essence of this cigar. It's a little bit sweet, uh, it's a little bit of that cabinet spicy. We talk about that uh, a lot here on the show. And I've always gotten that kind of flavor out of this particular champagne. Uh, they don't reference it on the bottle. They talk about a rich texture and kind of a bready note. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wow. Going through puberty again. Where'd that come from? Um, a, a bready note. But it's funny. Uh, the first review I, that pops up when you look for Kirkland Brut Champagne is from what re reverse wine snob. And they say notes of gingerbread. And that's funny because that's exactly what I was getting from it. So it was, it made me feel like, you know, I'm not a complete and total idiot when it comes to my palate. Uh, gingerbread, orange, and peaches uh, are coming from, uh, from the, the uh, champagne itself. And I definitely get a bit of a, a citrusy kind of kick from the cigar. And when we talk about citrus in cigars, at least when I talk about it, I'm not saying this tastes like oranges. But there's kind of that essence. It's it's a for me when I think of that citrus flavor. It's more of an orange blossom kind of note. So it's very aromatic. Uh, it's you know you walk out to your orange tree in like I don't know October I guess because they're, that's when they're flowering or maybe September, uh, late fall and you get that breeze. We had this big orange tree in our backyard a couple of years ago at the house we used to live at in uh, in, in Concord over there. Randy, you, I don't know if you ever even came to that house. But uh, we lived there for like nine years, and we had this big orange tree in the backyard. And when the orange blossoms were out, man, it you could smell the entire – it was just like everything smelled like that. And that's what it reminds me of, that flavor memory. We talk about that a lot too. So there's a lot of synergy uh, happening. God, I hate the fact that I say synergy, and it's all because of you. <laughs> um, although I've been dropping it a lot at work lately, and it, it tends to it's go definitely over pretty a well. Word. So, that's a work word. Yeah, so maybe there's something there. <laughs> But there's there's a lot of, uh, of congruency. I'll go with that, even though that's not any better. Um, between the flavor profile here, that gingerbread note is definitely there. And I call it kind of a yeast-driven flavor from champagne. And that's where you, we've, we've said uh, – Eric said bile, which I'll never say because that's <laughs> disgusting. Uh, but uh, funky, that's, that, that vibe, that yeasty-driven, bready note that is the first thing that hits my palate. And I love that flavor. It's one of the things that I think of when champagne, the, the yeastier it is, the better it is. It's almost like the stinkier the cheese, the better it is. Yes. Um, and that's that really uh, it, those two notes are really, really jiving with uh, with what we're doing. I don't know. If, I guess we're kind of at that point. 
I'll just go very enthusiastic thumbs up. I was expecting this to be a really good pairing. And it's actually a little bit better than I expected. That gingerbread note really does cross uh, cross over. You still get that palate cleansing aspect of the, uh, the, the strong effervescence, as you mentioned, Randy. Uh, there's some citrus going on on both sides. I think there's a little bit of white pepper that's popping out on this cigar that I don't normally get a ton of white pepper from it. But because um, this doesn't have any Lajero in this blend, I haven't really talked about the blend. This cigar has been around for a while, so I'm sure you guys all know it's it's a Nicaraguan puro, and it's uh, <clears throat> no Lajero in there. Uh, they use, he uses lower primings, he being Dion, uh, to get a bit more of an elegant kind of vibe from it. And this really is an elegant cigar. It goes perfectly with champagne, whether that was the intention or not. I don't even really care. It's uh, I, I think this. I, it's like I lit this up just before the show, before we got uh, called on the, the show here, and I'm just enjoying a few moments of silence before Jordan starts singing and Randy starts talking about Randy and, uh, you know, all this stuff happens. And I'm like, damn, this is so freaking good. I think this is probably my favorite cigar. Wow. Yeah, you kind of started the show with that. That was almost out of nowhere. Cause yeah. Like, I, are you saying, moment. like, uh, specifically that 10th anniversary or, like, just Epernay? Well, the last handful that I've smoked have all been the 10th anniversary size, uh, but I, I've always uh, I've always been drawn to this blend ever since I first smoked it in, I want to say it was like a Lonsdale size, but I don't really remember. Uh, I've smoked several different Vitolas. Um, I don't think there's any large Vitolas in this one in particular. Uh, oh, Dion doesn't really... Is there one? If there, if there is, I haven't smoked there's that. There's like one. some long ones, but none of them go thick ring gauge. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I've got one that's like a, a light box press. I want to say it's maybe fifty-four, and it's like six and a, six and something. Yeah, fifty-four and, though. Like that's that's really as far as 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 I want to go. Fifty-six is where you start jumping into the bigger ring gauge. Sure. And, and maybe so, there is one out there because there's a market for that, and I respect it if there, if uh, people enjoy it. That's just not really my bag. But uh, yeah, I just I, I think it's if if man, if I could only smoke one more cigar, I wonder if this would be it. Wow. Wow. I, I feel like I feel like you're 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 a slave to the moment, Robbie. You know, it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your I don't favorite think cigar is usually the one, the one that know, I'm smoking that right old, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's the old adage is like my favorite one is the one I've I've got in my hand. You kind of are that way though. It's, and and I, I think it's great. I think it's it, there's kind of a, a beautiful innocence to it of just like of enjoy the moment uh, that I really appreciate uh, uh, about that kind of take on things. Beautiful um, innocence, though. Come on now. <laughs> hey, I'm complimenting <laughs> you over here. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's so cute that you think that you're horrible. Oh, okay, okay Randy. I've, Sorry, I've, go ahead. Yeah. There is a six and three quarter by 56. Oh, it is 56. And there's a five and a half by 56. And that, and there's a six and three quarter by 56. Okay, it goes 56 is as big as it gets. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I've smoked any of those. I'm sure they're still delicious. Yep. Uh, it's just, it's just, and maybe it's not my favorite cigar that I've ever had. It's my favorite cigar that I know I can always get. Uh, Robbie, I know I, I can try. Robbie, I'll, I'll add to what you're saying. It is with the Epernay, um, in particular, it's one of those cigars that's been around for a while. And then you, you don't smoke it for a while. You don't, you, cause you, you know, you're trying all these different cigars and then you have an Epernay again and you're like, why don't I smoke this more often? Like this cigar is just. It's so good. It's so balanced. It's just one of those cigars that, that w it was perfectly blended by Dion, and 
it, it always brings you back. Like the the next time you have it, you're like, oh man, like I'm gonna order a box tonight. It's just one of those cigars that it stands the test of time. And I think Jordan, we talk about this all 100%. the time. Cigars that don't stand the test of time. Cigars that maybe we liked in 2014, and then and for whatever reason, whether it's different tobacco or whatever, doesn't stand the test of time. Robbie, the Epernay, it does stand the test of time. Oh, yeah. If I was going to, there's like a handful of cigars that like when I'm going to buy, I don't buy too many, I don't buy really cigars at all, okay? I smoke free cigars. <laughs> talked about this. But every <laughs> once in a while, I'll buy a box of cigars, and Epernay is at the, pretty much the top of the list. Yeah. And by yeah, the, the way, last, Randy. The last box that I bought was the 10th anniversary, which is why it's the only thing I've got. Randy, you are also smoking a cigar that I will personally buy myself. Oh. And, and Randy, can I just tell you a quick story before you give your rating? We, we, way, way back in the day, we had a poker game, and a guy brought, uh, 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 he's, he's since passed away, he brought some ESGs to the, to the poker game. And I think they were like, uh, they might have been Jordan, they might have been Lanceros or something like that. And we smoked them. We were like, eh. we were like, we like well, totally. That, that like, was like 2010 or yeah. Something. We like, like totally like blew them we didn't off. Know what we were doing. And then, <laughs> and since that time, I've grown to love the ESG so much, Randy. And I always think back to that night and think, what a dick I was. Like, why, <laughs> why, why, why was I that way? And it's such a fantastic cigar. So I'm curious, like, wh- how you feel about it right now. Um, smoking it with this champagne. Yeah, it is um, a clear uh, hand, hands down thumbs up for me. Hands down parent. thumbs up. Hands down, down. Yeah, yeah, baby. thumbs up. It's everything that, that I had hoped it would be. It's, um, it, it, it really is um, kind of a contrasting pairing that it's, uh, you know, it's pushing me to two ends of the spectrum um, as I go from my glass to my cigar. Um, that that richness, that that uh, that very very subtle um, spice note to it. It's it, you know it really has. I I can't prove this, but if you just read the the um, you're just you still read, wearing the top hat. I love if it. If you read <laughs> the description of this cigar, I have a hard time believing that this is not the exact same wrapper from um, Opus One or I'm sorry Opus X. Um, this is just the sun-grown version, while while Opus X is u- usually shrouded in a in a um, in a shade-grown uh, version of the same tobacco on the same farm. Um, uh, so this does come from Chateau uh, de la Fuente there there in uh, in uh, the Dominican Republic, and and it just has this this subtle elegance to it that is is such a you know it's. It really has this great synergy with the wine in in, in that and and it's a, I I thought the same word of elegance when when you were talking about the Epernay, Robbie. Uh, I think we talked about it maybe first with um, I remember season one we talked about um, the 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 impression of elegance from a cigar. I think we were smoking the Camacho Diploma, and and we talked about like there's something about certain cigars that just taste like uh, I don't want to say that they're better than other cigars but there's this just nuanced subtle um you know they're they're so flavorful but they're not in your face they're 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 subtle but they're they're intense yeah you know you know it's it's just this other kind of sense that you get from it and and it it just does such a great job of um it really both 
flavor elements really stand out because the other component is so contrasting that you have that acidic juiciness and then you go to this richer subtle woody sesame seed um, you know you know light spice character now i don't have any gingerbread flavors coming from from the champagne it sounds uh r really interesting i can't wait to now i'm definitely going to have to try that that kirkland champagne um after your description robbie because that, that was really exciting but um this is one of those things again to, to Robbie's point about the price point of my pairing, it's not something that you can necessarily enjoy, uh, you know, a couple nights a week. But it, it's definitely something that when you do make the the splurge to grab, a, a, you know, one of these ESGs and, and, and a, a high end champagne, that you know, I you can taste the that extra you know money that you spend. It feels like a splurge. It tastes like it's. Makes I, you I know where that a, thirty five bucks went. Yeah, exactly. Makes you want to put on a 24-inch top hat and and and, and just, <laughs> you, you know, you know, I, I need a monocle. <laughs> you really do. You really do. Uh, what is so? We we kind of glossed over. We've talked a bunch about my champagne, and I know we're getting towards the end. And you did a thumbs up already, right? We did that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Hands down, thumbs up. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, tell us a bit of, a bit more about your champagne because we glossed over it just a bit. And focused more on the fact that you can get mine for twenty bucks. I, I don't know much about yours. I've had Chandon before, yeah. but not with that big ribbon on it. What's that uh, about? So th this you is want the a prize same or something? No, this is the same one that you've had. This is a new presentation. Uh, mm -hmm. They've they've rebranded this uh, very recently. Uh, Chandon Brut is uh, Chandon started in Argentina. Actually, um, they are a, a major sparkling wine producer out of the Napa region here in California. They are one of the like. You, you'll find this, at least in California, you'll find this in every sparkling wine, um, uh, uh, you know, section of, of your high-end wine stores. It goes for about $40 a bottle. Um, so, uh, so so definitely a little bit more. But like I said, that, that, that to me, you know, they, they make these beautiful marketing claims about how they harvest the, the grapes in the evening, which, uh, which they claim... Um, allows the fruit to um, maintain and retain um, more aromatics than if you were to pick it um, during the daytime. Um, most wine is picked right at dusk, you know, right as the sun's coming up. There's, uh, <laughs> there's uh, you know, still <laughs> fog out. Everything's still moist. It really matters the time of day that you harvest uh, grapes as the, the vines themselves um, almost breathe in the moisture from from the earth and so as the sun comes up and it gets warmer a lot of the the um a lot of the uh water is drawn up into the vines to protect itself from the heat and it actually dilutes the juice within the grapes and so you're actually testing that the sugar level in your grapes will change by the hour starting once the sun comes up and and, and it'll actually become um, lower and lower in sugar towards the middle of the day and then towards the beginning and end of the day um, it'll release some of that water back into the earth concentrating the sugar within the fruit a little bit so th so they make these claims that they choose to do it at night and they claim it to be more aromatic whether it's just a marketing ploy or not this is one of the more aromatic uh, sparkling Napa uh, uh, sparkling uh, Napa wines that you can find and uh and you know, I mean, Napa is really well known for for Chardonnay in general. You know, you know, I mean, these are spectacular 
Shandon's a great brand. If you guys ever see Shandon out there, uh, it's it's really something. I consider, I went ahead and picked up, because I was there, um, I picked up the bottle of, of Moet. This one's um, this one's about $90 a, a, a bottle, um, and I decided that I wasn't going to drink that save on Flavor Odyssey. I'm going to save yeah, that save one that. for, uh, save me, me and the wife will, will enjoy that one. <laughs> it's, it's funny. I looked up, uh, as you were talking, uh, I looked up the Chandon, and it seems that, oddly enough, if you're outside of California, it's cheaper, <laughs> which, I mean, makes a ton of sense and also makes no sense. Uh, because it's right up the road from us. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's an hour. It's an hour away. Hour and a half, maybe two for you, Randy. But uh, are you drinking that out of a like? It's like a full uh, glass of like a, a chalice. <laughs> yes. Yes. So again, I, I did go through a move recently. I haven't unpacked everything. Randy can't even get the glass. Look at this glass. Look at yeah. That. Yes. Yes. I, you, you, I you, love you, you beat me on your on your skeleton flute. Um. Though I will say this is beautiful brewery, Omegang. Uh, footed. Ooh, it's uh, funny. Chalice. I was going to ask Omegang. if that was Omegang or if it was um, Stella. If it, I, I knew you you got to know it's not going to be Stella with me. I, well, I, based on the, the look of the glass, it doesn't have all <laughs> the gold. But that's what I was, I was going to say. It's either Omegang or, or Stella. So I'm glad <laughs> that you said that. Uh, no, this was this was fun. Uh, great, Randy, I'm, this was your idea. Uh, I think it's uh, this was just a fun this is a perfect wild card because we can we can BS, we can wear top hats. I love top hat, dude. That's amazing. Um, I know we're probably coming up on the vote here. I I just want to say, I don't know what the outcome is. I hope you won because we gave you a, an extra ration of shit today. So I hope that uh, that uh, you did come out with the victory. But Jordan, you got the uh, the results over there for us. I absolutely do. Uh, I, what I need for you, like when we're doing these votes, like no. I want to get like a backdrop so you can be like the guy that's on uh, like election <laughs> night. So you're pointing at different things and how oh, the votes yeah, they're coming in for hours. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. I love I love that part. of, of, of It doesn't like, it doesn't matter what channel you're watching or who you're voting for. There is right. that guy yeah, or yeah. gal is on every channel and they are super <laughs> excited about everything yeah. they're touching on that map. And I All want right. that. And then uh, in this region votes. right here, yeah. as you can see. <laughs> Early in the night, they were voting Randy. They were strong, Randy. They were all about Randy. They were just like, they loved the top hat. Well, and then when they took the top hat off, it sunk down. Like, it just... anyway, I'll see what I can ahead. do about that. Uh, yeah, but that would be great. They, you know, they, the votes, they, they were very strong in favor of a certain person. And then as the show went on, they started to bounce back out. But that certain person stayed in the lead the entire time. And that was Robbie uh, eventually coming out with 69%. Wow. Ooh, oh, Wow! Congratulations, Robbie. Rouse. I'll tell you what: if if you have a chance to pull to try this specific pairing, I really, really recommend it. There's, it's, it's unique. It, thank you for the votes, obviously, but that's not really what this is about. It's fun, but we're we're, we're really trying to figure out what's what. And Randy, I loved your pairing, dude. I want to give that a shot for oh, that particular yeah. cigar, um, especially since it was gifted to us by Hall of Famer Kevin Acuff. But yeah. um, <clears throat> there's there's and synergy. I I, I need a, I need a thesaurus.com for another word for synergy but there's just so much that translates between these two that uh i feel like randy's frozen oh no he's not no, uh, no I'm, I, I was i was doing oh, a quick, I was very doing a quick still. check to see yeah i was doing a quick check on uh the cigar dojo uh website cigar forward slash flavor 
hyphen Odyssey hyphen schedule uh, to to see who's ahead this season. And I then I realize our trusty producer Jordan actually hasn't uh, updated oh. this in like nine shows. <laughs> what are you talking oh. about? <laughs> it was updated the last time Randy That's wrote ridiculous. a review, or the last time I wrote a review. Uh, there's, I, I uh, might be one back. I might be one behind. No, the votes. The votes were, were way behind on the votes. No, we're not. You, you've posted all of them, just not the vote results. That's because you one of you guys hadn't been on the show last week, so yeah, we're, we're one behind. Yeah. <clears throat> we are, oh, you know what it is? Yeah. I'm looking. I didn't realize you got you went ahead of the game, and you've already posted all the Maduros. I was counting those against you. That's my bad. Beautiful. You're, Look at that. You're right. Jordan's you are caught up. I apologize, Jordan. There's, that's that's well, egg like, on your face. Get out of here. Egg. Egg. Well, <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, then this isn't the 110th episode either. This is like the hundred. This is the 105th episode. I didn't even get it right in the read. It's yeah. funny when you said 110. I thought really. That's we the just point. Hundredth episode. That's the point over. of a schedule is to have a, uh, you know, see what you're gonna be uh, doing. Right. Uh, well, on right. on that note of uh, us being ahead and behind at the same time, Randy, let's uh, let's tell everybody we've got we're, next segments coming up and we're switching yes. things a little bit, right? Indeed. We are. We're gonna. We're doing a little flip flop. Uh, we're going uh, hands down, thumbs up. Uh, thumbs down, hands up, whatever you want to do in the next uh, the next segment. So let everybody know what's coming up. Yeah, so we are going into what will be our fourth. Uh, our fourth? Is that four? Bur- we start with bourbon cocktails. We on the, we're, mocktails. The, we're on the, the back half of uh, the back nine, as they yeah, might say, yeah, of season four. Can you believe it? Yeah, the, so the fourth segment, we are going to be, uh, we're all going to be smoking the same thing, and we're all going to bring our own beverage to pair with that cigar. Uh, the first three um, segments of season four, we've gone the other way, and we've all drank the same thing. So we are going to change the speed a little bit. We're going to be smoking Maduros in the next segment. So we're going four straight episodes of Maduros. We're going to start out next week on the 19th, with the Agonorsa Leaf Anniversario Maduro. We'll follow it up the following week. and let's The put following a pen... week might not happen. Yeah, we're, we're going to be a travel. We'll, yeah, yeah. We'll, so, we'll look into that. Yeah, the next show after the Agonorsa Leaf Anniversario Maduro, we're going to be smoking the Romacraft Cro-Magnon. Following that up with the Crown Head Serie E. Yeah. And then we're going to finish the Maduro segment with the Liga Privada T52 which I found wild. I was shocked we have not smoked that once in the three seasons that we've been running the show. It's crazy, a, right? Yeah, it's Randy a regular said, Randy said we're, we're doing we're doing we're doing Maduros. We have to smoke a Liga Pravada. Because like when you think of Maduros, you think Liga Pravada, right? And I was like, oh well, we can't do the nine again because we've done it a bunch of times. And we try to we try to mix it up. We want to do new stuff. And Randy said, Well, T fifty two. I was like, no, we've done that a couple of times. Yeah. Right? And then we looked, and holy crap, we haven't done that yet. So that's uh, that's exciting. That's a sexy, sexy lineup of Maduros. I, Randy yeah. and I, we're big Maduro guys. Um, I know uh, back at the dugout, you guys aren't uh, really on the Maduro bandwagon quite as much as we are. I know you enjoy your Maduros, but not. I mean, Randy and I dream about Maduros. You guys are just kind of <laughs> like, yeah, they're they're pretty cool. <laughs> so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting, and I I know. I feel like we could probably place a bet, Randy, <clears throat> that at least a- every episode, one of the two, <laughs> yeah. will be drinking whiskey. Yes. 
One of the two will be drinking bourbon. bourbon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, One of the two will be drinking bourbon. And I, I hope that I just I just hope that it rotates so that right. maybe Eric starts and then the maybe next week we maybe do he'll... The, I do a rye and he does a yeah. bourbon. Yeah, and, and then know. maybe you switch. And you know, who knows? At least drink different. <laughs> and then maybe brands. an old fashioned uh, <laughs> from there. Yeah. yeah, and then maybe a Manhattan. You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever yeah, exactly. So well. that's 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 gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, speaking of a lot of fun, this Friday, boys kind of a big day yeah yeah it's a big day uh cigar of the year started on monday um jordan can you off of memory can you run down where we're at right now uh espinoza Ezulejo was, was number 10 the uh laranja Ezulejo. the number nine was piv robusto oh that is a great cigar i know i know for a fact that, that robbie will love oh, that he'll, he'll love cigar uh, the Piv Robusto. And number is eight Uzioni. is the Agonorsa Rare Leaf. Agonorsa Rare Leaf. Uh, number seven Beautiful. is Avo uh, Synchro Caribe. Which is a fun Great cigar. cigar. A really that's different cigar. Yeah, kind of very different. It's, it's kind of spunky. Is yeah, like the yeah. Word that comes yeah. to mind. It's a great. Which sounds weird to say that a cigar is spunky, but like I remember when I smoked it. it was, I smoked it at, uh, at uh, just be- either just before or just after we did our Flavor Odyssey beer tour. It must mm-hmm. have been the day before. Mm-hmm. Um Back in Colorado, and I smoked yeah. that, and it was dude, that car, that cigar. It's got something going to it. It's hard it's to put a, a yeah. finger on it, but it's spunky. It's kind of, it's kind of cool. Somehow yeah. they captured that like island refreshing, right? Aromatic island boys. Yeah, island boys. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh, then number six. I, I don't want to like spoil anything. We've done number six, right? Yes. Yeah. Number six is Ooh. Monte Cristo Epic Twelve. Yes. And then number five is the CLE. K H. Oh, that's you can't even say the name C-R- of it. They got to they got to come up with a new name for that cigar. Six four. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. Was there a niner? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you hear a niner in there. <laughs> <laughs> so a niner to, in there somewhere. Tomorrow. <laughs> that's great though that CLE has because they, they've been kind of quiet for a yeah, while, right? That's the first time to they've the, ever made our list. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, to see that. Wow, really? Yeah. To see a brand like that kind of make a comeback is pretty cool. I mean, there's relatively large brand and right. and they're they're around and they make solid cigars but to have something new come on the market and be exciting is yep. uh is really cool hey man yeah. that honduran cameroon is it's something. killer so right. that that's a very very elegant and floral cigar if you get a chance to try it you, you should uh if you want something different like i think a lot pretty much everything that we've uh, awarded has something unique to bring to the table and then um so tomorrow will be number four Robbie, and then uh, on Friday night, we will do the top three. And also, we will do the top five limited edition cigars of the year. Along with, Jordan, help me out, we have the person of the year. We have the luxury cigar of the year. We have the uh, under-the-radar cigar of the year. We have the brand of the year. And I think I'm missing one. Value. Value cigar I, of the year. Value cigar oh, of the I, year. I think there's also a hat of the year. There oh, is a yeah. hat of the year, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's not Jordan Stussy hat? No. <laughs> that he's worn. That is the most hey, we're just thankful hat. That, we'll just, we're just thankful that he has a new hat because he wore the same hat for seven straight years. But guys, uh, just you Jack if you're if <laughs> you're mission. if you are interested in um, how the uh, yes. Perdomo champagne ah. goes with champagne, yeah, absolutely. It Sorry, goes. Guys. No, that's okay. Um, we're, we're just we're just along for the ride to hear you guys uh, rap. But the the champagne goes amazingly with champagne. Champagne no. would not be my favorite 
uh, pairing with a cigar. However, if I'm going to drink champagne, I would either pick uh, what you two are smoking or this Perdomo champagne, which, by the way, value-wise compared to all four guys on the show, no. is clearly the value pick. Like it's no. essentially an eight-dollar cigar. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Jordan, how did your Avo go? Well, I mean, this is one of the best cigars in existence right here, um, and. It went really nicely. I'm not like the biggest champagne guy, but the champagne was good too. Um, the cigar is—it's got this dryness, this bitterness that um, I feel like too often guys just say a cigar is not good because it's bitter. Um, the bitterness doesn't have to be a bad thing, and this cigar I feel like does a really good job of showing you why bitterness doesn't have to be a bad thing. Um, botanical kind of cedar flavors, and it also has like this uh, like bone marrowy, creamy, good savory goodness to it. Um, the botanically kind of, uh, floral vibe went well with the champagne, uh, had like an effervescent quality to it. Uh, and the, and the creaminess of like the bone marrow that I was talking about, I think went well with the champagne as well. Uh, it's absolute thumbs up. Get out of here. So every, bone marrow, that's it, aggressive. How many times, oh, yeah. how many times that. have we all gone <laughs> thumbs up? Not that not, often. Not that often. Not that often I, 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 I feel like this, I, I don't want to speak out of turn, but this might be a first. Yeah. Oh, it might like, be. It would, it, it, you know, it would, be, it would surprise me. And and Jordan, the way that you described that cigar, I'm curious, because we we did a Negroni pairing episode, and everybody hated us for it. Yeah, if you're going, I mean, this would be the one I would. Yeah, I would based try, on the way you described it, it sounded like that might work. This, with this a might Negroni. be able to do it. That uh, you know, this might be a little light for it, but maybe if you were mm. doing like the gin version. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. the, the Negroni is a gin version. Yeah, gin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not, say, not Boulevardier. Yeah, right. Other, oh, oh, no, we did Boulevardier. We did Boulevardier. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I, I wasn't on when we did a Negroni. We need to, yeah. we need to work a Negroni. Yeah, for the Negroni, this could absolutely uh, Yeah, if, if well, okay, well, Randy's on board, so we could do a Negroni episode. I thought yeah. maybe if, you know, Randy was indisposed and Eric was, you know, in... Miami or something, <laughs> we could, uh, Jordan and I could do a Negroni episode. Boulevardiers and Negronis and everything yeah, that has yeah. <laughs> Campari. And nobody would watch, but we'd have a blast. <laughs> I, I got to say, only because you brought up the LEO 5, I, it is one of the descriptors that I've heard just in general, not just from this team, but that you described when uh, LEO 5 won that um, that year for the, the limited edition. Uh, something that has just always stuck with me, Jordan. You described it as you uh, you made the analogy of when you get an album <laughs> and the first time you listen to it, you're not that impressed. But as you listen more and more to the album, you appreciate it more and more until like you're ready to like put that album in the <laughs> Hall of Fame. Isn't that level. how it goes? <laughs> That's it, exactly well, how I am with music. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say, I immediately thought back to at least three or four different albums of my youth where I had that yeah. exact experience. And those that, are the that, best that ones. So much. They have to earn your respect, if right? You, if, you like, if you like the entire album right off the get-go, that's a sign that maybe it's not a great album. Right. Like, oh. it's, it's, <laughs> it's not, not a guarantee, but that, you it's know. It's not a guarantee, but it could mean that you're, it's going to pass quickly. Right. But if yeah, you right, if right. you start to listen to it over and over and over, maybe there's like a song. Here, here, Robbie, I'm curious to see what you think real quick before we end the show. The, my favorite albums in the world by bands are ones where I love this one song that's like the, the single, but that ends up not even being in the top of... Right. Of the you know like after I've listened to the album that's several your times, least favorite that's song my now. least that's my least favorite song. 
that's that's a perfect way to describe um, uh, the first Pearl Jam album. Why can't I think of the, is it 10? 10, 10 yeah, the, 10. The, yeah, Because yeah, yeah. Jeremy was the song that got everybody to yep, buy yep, that album. Absolutely. And now it's like I skipped that song. <laughs> uh, uh, another one, another album that comes to mind is uh, uh, Tattoo You by the Stones, which is one of my favorite albums of all time. And that has Start Me Up on it. And I just, that's the first song. Everybody knows Start Me Up. They play it at, you know, at NFL games right before the kickoff. It's like I, I'm over it. I skipped that song. The rest of the album is pure gold. So it's, yeah, that's, that's a perfect, perfect yeah. way to put it. And Jordan, when you're talking about albums that you hate the first time you hear it, I remember watching Nirvana Unplugged mm. on MTV. Yep, and I'm like, what the hell are these songs that they're playing? And it's got the, I'll say, the, I'll say it right now, the best cover ever of any song in the history of music when they covered The Man Who Sold the World from, uh, uh, from, uh, David Bowie, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember listening to that. I'm like, this is terrible. And now it's like, I I want to listen to that album almost literally every day. Right. But uh, you know, this is not the this is not the the music show. We could do that later. Um, but that's that's a great way to put it. Uh, this was a this was a lot of fun. I've drank almost a full bottle of champagne, so I'm feeling really really good. Randy's hat just keeps getting bigger every time I look at it. It is uh, amazing. I'm coming away with a victory. We 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 really 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 got under Randy's skin about the cucumber thing, and now we're gonna just never bring it up again. We'll move on. Um, but I'll tell you what. I just did a quick Google search because this. I think I only have one more of these Epernay 10th anniversaries, and you can find a box of Epernay 10th anniversaries for like 105 bucks. Dang. Ten sticks, 105 bucks. That is for a cigar of this quality. You jump back. Yeah, I'm I'm buying three boxes. But uh, I love that you're shopping for cigars well on the air. 100%. Well, you were talking, and then and then Eric, when Eric starts talking, I figure, okay, I got a few minutes. Uh, so I, I decided to do a little search. To be picking up a box. So I recommend if you have the means, they are uh, very very choice. Um, just to let you know, I also have a box of those. Uh, those pivs uh, should be arriving over the next 48 hours. I just bought another. Yeah, I, I actually, bought another box yesterday. So, I bought another yeah. box. It's so good. Agonorsa, the uh, agricultural operation, came out with their Corojo 2012 varietal. Usually, right. the Agonorsa does Corojo 99 and Criollo 98, um, but this year they came out with the the Corojo 2012. And um, so you have Agonorsa leaf uses it as a Cerberus. You have Illusioni. Mm-hmm. Use it as the Piv Robusto, and HVC used it as the HVC 10th anniversary. Go get all of those. Actually, the Cerberus I, mean, I was about to say, yet, I literally bought all three of those boxes. I, I haven't smoked any of those, Randy, so we'll, we'll, no, we'll I've got, split I've got those boxes. We'll split those boxes. That's perfect. Sponsored by Smoking. Indeed. Yeah, perfect. Well done. Well done. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Thanks, everybody, for the fire comments. You guys were on fire today. Really, really appreciate it. Um, again, check out these pairings, both of them, if you have the chance to do it. They, uh, these were a lot of fun. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, everybody have a great week. Stay safe, stay healthy, be kind to each other. It costs you literally nothing. We'll see you next week as the Odyssey continues.